Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. I'm the only woman candidate amongst these men, but I'm not afraid of them. On the 3rd of October, voters in Morton, Shalcross and Crossmore will have a chance to vote for the party of their choice. They can choose between the corrupt ANC and continue to be abused by the uncaring government, or they can choose the Democratic Alliance. <coughs> when I'm elected as councillor for this ward, I will dedicate every moment that I have to serve the residents, whether they voted for me or not. One of the first things that I would like to focus my attention on is the high levels of crime in our ward. Our sisters and children can no longer walk on the streets to use our parks. If the ANC spends less money on their politicians, we will have more money coming for the community policing to protect the people. Failing municipal service delivery is becoming too common in our communities, and I would like to make sure that the officials who get paid millions do the job that they are paid for. That is why I am asking every resident of Ward 71 to make sure they come out to vote for the Democratic Alliance on the 3rd of October. Mm, we'll have to leave it there with you. Thanks very much for your opening remarks today. Let's move on to the next candidate and joining us then to represent the ANC, Preben Vedden. Your minute starts now. Good afternoon, Tagesh, and also to the studio audience and those listening. It's always great to be back on Lotus FM. I want to improve our community. I want us to have a positive area in which we are safe, in which we have unity, and in which we have services. My name is Preben Asoka Verden. I was born within the Ward 71 community. I schooled in this community, I work within this community, and I live in this community. I understand the makeup and challenges that we face. We have the councillor who was ineffective and who had resigned. We have social issues, lack of services, crime. There's issues regarding the flats upgrade program, and there's issues of land. I believe that Cyril Ramaphosa represents unity. I believe he represents renewal. And we are feeling that no matter which house we go to or which community we visit. Our campaign is one of absolute integrity, and I look forward to serving you as your ward councillor. Thank you. Thanks very much for those comments, Brevin. We appreciate it. Let's go to the next panel member now, and we've got from the minority front today, Jonathan Anupin. Your one minute starts now. Thank you, Taresh. Uh, Taresh, I'm no stranger to uh, politics. I'm no stranger to the Itikwini municipality because currently I am a PR councillor. Um, the Ward 71 has been wrought with so much of um, crime, so much of uncertainty. Um, and as the minority front, we are there now to make sure that we can bring some stability into this ward. There's issues of crime, there's issues of housing, um, the streets are, are dirty, uh, people lack services, and on a daily basis as a PR councillor deployed to um, the Montford area, uh, I get people coming to my offices uh, from, these from these areas asking for better services. And because of the fact that we know that this ward has been neglected, this ward has been uh, set aside, uh, we are now contesting this ward to make sure that we can bring, bring back the dignity that this ward once had. Thank you. Thanks so much for those comments. Let's go to our fourth panel member now. And from the IFP, it's Zain Suleiman. Your minute starts now. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Zain Suleiman. Um, I represent the CPF, Community Policing Forum in Wharton. I'm the chairman. I'm a member of the EXCO, um, EXCO member of the Chatswood Shield. And I'm a member of the civic body. I've served the community voluntarily over a period of time. We know what's happening on the ground. We don't need to ask what's happening. Unfortunately, I didn't prepare a speech, um, but we know exactly what's going on in our community, in every community, be it Shellcross, be it Morton, be it Bottlebrush. We're on the ground. We're there 24-7, and we attend to what needs to be done. And we have a great team that backs us up from our community. So, yeah, thanks. So there you go. Those are the opening remarks coming through here from the candidates and the faith in that, the conviction in that, and actually what has been transpiring on the grassroots. You, as an audience member, will have to tell us about that in a short while. But, Professor, your thoughts on the agenda outline now, a lot of um, local issues, as we refer to them as the bread and butter issues, safety and security topping the list here in this ward. Did a walkabout in the area myself, and that's what many say. We're concerned about the safety and the security. We feel there's not enough enough support for us in that regard. Your thoughts on what these four panellists have outlined at the beginning? Yes, it's interesting that uh, the incumbent is no longer here because I, I sometimes think that South African politicians get away with, uh, with not performing 
and then disappearing. And uh, we don't therefore hold them accountable. Uh, the, the ANC have uh, resurrected themselves, but they must also be held accountable for what happened in the pre-Ramaphosa years. So I think what I want to hear is how, how are these candidates going to benefit this community going forward? And, and not at the level of generalities. The community should not be doing policing. The community should not be doing uh, social services which we pay officials to engage in. And it's people only engage in that when the established structures are malfunctioning. And so from these candidates, and they appear sincere enough, mm. but we need to find out yeah. how they're going to make a difference. That's, that's the key issue. Yeah. I think we'll start that, 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 that very bit of a debate before we go to the audience and hear from them. Just an inception into the conversation, and I'm going to start it off there with crime. I will speak to you about this, Fatima, because you, know, you represent the party that has been previously elected in the local government election there in that ward. And when you look at the issue of crime, uh, it's a severe issue, and I think this very community hall was packed to capacity a couple of months ago with the tragic loss of Sadia Sukraj and she's just one statistic in that area who has had to bear the brunt of crime. Many at that stage told us and they said it to me again when I went to the community to ask them what their concerns were. They say they are fed up of having to first go through the crime and then secondly come up with the solution themselves. Having Representing a party that has you know, control over that area it seems as if your ward has, your party has not done enough to safeguard those community members. Um, if you think about it, we were here in the debate and we did hand over a memorandum to Becky Seller asking for more police force. Up to date, the police force has not been there's not been yeah. any employment. I, I, I wonder if you can say that, that you've done that as a party because I know that that was a collective of community members who came no, together and no, did that. No, no, we did it as the Democratic Party. If there was a video went out on social media, when Becky Seller came to the Chatsworth boardroom, we did do that as well. Mm. We did send a memorandum as the Democratic Party to them asking for more policemen, which still has not been done. Yeah, so, so what have you done in the interim to hold them accountable to that? We have taken it up further with the MEC has done that. Mm. He has taken it up further. Mm. You know, I think, uh, and, and we'll bring in you into this particular point there, Zane, on that, uh, representing the IFP. Residents tell me they're tired of hearing that. We've had a meeting and we've taken it up here and we're waiting for this report. And while this is taking place within office hours, it ends at 3.30, they still have to go to bed at night with crime on their doorstep. Well, from, um, from our side... Um, yes, you can, you can go, yes, you can go ahead. Then. From our side, representing uh, CPF in Morton, we assist uh, police and Metro. We're out on the roads at night. Um, but to answer your question, we have addressed this uh, with Becky Taylor. Uh, an entire list of things has been forwarded to him. He was back in Chatsworth. He had made promises, and he hasn't delivered on those promises. Why he hasn't, we don't know. But as the Chatsworth Shield, the Chatsworth Shield members have escalated this to the relevant uh, bodies. Previn, representing the ANC, your thoughts on that, where there's this constant pushback from the community to, to claim safety, but it's falling on deaf ears? Well, uh, Tadesh, crime affects all of us. Um, I believe in the CPFs and the role that they play. They play a port an imp very important role in galvanizing our community. I think we need to engage with police and look at preventative measures. I also believe in Becky Keller. And I believe in his approach to reducing crime. He's come to the community. He's addressed the but community. The, but the community members saying he's not given the sufficient amount of police vehicles. What was promised at that stage was increased police visibility. At that stage, a satellite police station was being investigated into. And that's not been delivered yet. So how then, from your ward that you would like to represent here at 71, take that particular conversation up and have it heard? Because that's the point, getting it heard. Well, Tarish, you know, um, I think having access to Becky Keller will be very beneficial. Um, I understand the, the resources, the limited resources that we may have. And that's where I think we can bring the community forward. We can engage with the community and see what we can do to improve the situation. Thank you, Taresh. You, you, the fact that he's responding to the question and you're shouting him down is a suggestion that he's making impressive points. So if you don't, then, then listen. Just give him an opportunity 
excuse me, excuse me, please. Just let him speak, and thereafter you can engage with him. Now, mm -hmm. if you are interrupting, what you're suggesting is that your representative can't deal with those issues. Yeah. So let's just pause yeah. and allow him to make his points, and then his representative, or you can deal with it in a measured fashion. Yeah. Thank I you. I mean, very much. while we understand this is a vibrant democracy, but we did state the rules of engagement here, and we are going to allow people to put forward their points and not necessarily talk over them. Just quickly on that issue of crime, we'll just round it off there with Jonathan Anupin from the Minority Front. Your thoughts on that escalating the problem, and one wonders then the clout, uh, you know, various opposition parties have to raise this issue with the ruling ANC within the KZN legislature to get movement on this for a ward like Ward 71? Firstly, Thalesh, when this incident took place with uh, Baby Sanya, I was uh, the only councillor to call on the MEC Kaunda. And the public who were there that night uh, had full access to that telephone call which was uh, on loudspeaker. Secondly, we had ensured in a, in a letter sent to MEC Kaunda that he returns to Chatsworth uh, in a day's time. It was the Minority Front and my initiative. Uh, secondly, our representative in the KwaZulu-Natal legislature and the party leader, Mr. Siraj Bansi, has actually asked for a report on the incidents that occurred in that day. And I'm told that the Premier is uh, going to release that report uh, sometime during this week or sooner. Mm. In terms of crime, yes, it is a national uh, competency and we must uh, appreciate that. But we must also take cognizance of the fact that the people have a voice and the people are saying they want more. Therefore, we have engaged with the MEC and we have sent uh, proper appeals to him to ask him to make sure that these sort of things get taken care of. Right, and we leave it there. And at that point, I'd like to know, the point then becomes for you as audience members is, yes, this is happening. Has it happened though? And I wonder what you have to say about that. We're going to be asking you, we're going to our live audience here at the M1, the SABC by-election debate. We're back after this, straight to audience members. Azam flower, because when it comes to family, love is what matters. Millions in Africa love Azam flower, be it in roti, cakes, bread, or donuts. Azam flower brings the love alive. Try us, then trust us. Do you want a career in architecture, construction management, engineering, pulp and paper technology, quantity surveying, surveying, or maybe town and regional planning? Then apply to study at the Faculty of Engineering and the Built Environment at the Durban University of Technology. Apply today via the Central Applications Office. Visit our website www.dut.ac.za for more details. DUT. Learn. Think. Do. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. We are going to our audience members now, but I would like to take the opportunity and, and draw attention to the high level of engagement taking place here at the M1 studio here in Durban as we have this by-election debate. We have sitting me uh, members of parliament joining us. We have the likes of uh, Mr. Hanif Hussein, who represents uh, the Democratic Alliance at, at, at National Ministry, and we have various ward councillors and dignitaries from around. We also have the likes of Minister Praveen Gordhan joining us today, as well as MEC Ravi Pillay. So we'd like to welcome you all here today for raising this issue. We go to our first audience member now. If you could state your name and your question very briefly. Uh, Brandon Pillay and my question is directed to the Democratic Alliance. Seeing that you were the sitting councillor for the last two years and have not been able to take care of the Ward 71, how is it that are you going to be able to do this now after failing the last two years? Thanks very much for that question. Let's go to our next audience member. Your name? Hi, I'm Zain. I'm from the uh, DLC. Uh, my question goes out to the DA. Um, the DA is always holding the ANC accountable for poor workmanship, but how have you guys disciplined previous poor service delivery by your own councillors? Thanks. Thanks very much for that point. We'll go to our next audience member. Yes, ma'am, your name? Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon. Mm -hmm. I am Mrs. Subrati. I reside in Ward 71. I have a history about Ward 71. We did not get any joy with our past councillor. I hope Preven comes and fills that gap. 
The reason why I am talking, I worked from five in the morning to two the next morning. When I phoned the council, I got shit, not joy. I would like to, I would like to remind you to, if you could please keep the language used on this debate above board. We are broadcasting to a national uh, audience and we do have rules and regulations for this. So I could just urge you to keep that in line. On to the next audience member now and we go, yes sir, go ahead. Thank you very much. My question to the panel, uh, the panelists there. There's only two of you that I recognize. The rest of you probably emerged recently in the last six months. So please tell me what's your history, what involvement in the community you've been and how long, and why you think you have a track record to be the ward councillor for Ward 71. Thanks very much for that question. Next audience member now talking to us at the moment and we are going to the next speaker. Hi, good afternoon. My yes. name is Mark. Mm -hmm. I have a question to the ANC. What I would like to know says, I want you to explain to us why the Indian areas, the budget is smaller than other areas. Okay. I think at this point, we're going to leave it there. We're going to go through to those questions and we're going to come back to the audience member. We are going to keep this all quick and punchy so we get a lot of this uh, going through. Professor, I think some interesting questions coming through and it speaks to, I think, what we've started the conversation off with. How has the Democratic Alliance, you know, um, succeeded in the area before. I think that's a very important place to start at. Yes, absolutely. I, I think, you know, as I said earlier, you, you, the purpose of elections is to hold politicians accountable. Mm. So the incumbent must explain what has happened, why they failed or why they succeeded. Mm. So I think those questions are perfectly fair. Mm. And if people get the impression that the incumbent has succeeded, then they w vote for the party that the incumbent belonged to. Mm. If they get the the feeling that that incumbent and that political party has failed completely, then people must think about other alternatives. Absolutely. And Fatima, so I, have yeah. to, I have to say at this stage, what we've heard is that they're not happy with the DA who was in charge of that ward before. Firstly, to Brandon, I'm not the councillor. I am the candidate. I never was the councillor. Mm, but you represent the party and surely you've had okay. engagement therefore. Secondly, to Mr. Logan, mm. his question about what positions we've had. Yeah, yeah. If I could ask you to be a bit more silent. I've been the ward chairman of Ward 71. I've assisted a lot of residents with verge cutters, cutting parks being cut, grass being cut, and I've assisted on a personal level to society as well. <laughs> to tell you what the DA has done, if you felt the the councillor was absent. This is what she's been doing. 1.7 million to upgrade the Morton Community Hall. More than 1 million budget for security fencing of the Morton Library. Prepaid electricity supply to bottle brush communities underway. Opportunity to reply. Don't shout people down because you're never going to hear their responses. Thank you. Please go ahead now. Electricity supply to bottle brush communities under, already underway. Almost 300,000 to upgrade the Shellcross Community Hall and Gardens. Almost 11 million to upgrade Shellcross Public Pool. Almost 1 million for public lighting at the Shellcross Higginson intersection and revamping of the Shellcross Stadium. This is all that the DA is already working right. on. I think, I, th I think you almost missed the point there because the question that we directed there to you was a lady telling us that she was up till 5 a.m. trying to safeguard her space. I don't see how upgrading a pool is going to help her. So the issue, and, and also while you may say that you were not the sitting ward councillor, surely you were representing and working with the DA there. So the issue then becomes, are you aware of what the actual issues, the burning issues on the grass are? to assist these residents here? Firstly, the Shellcross Flats. We've had human settlements sitting in the office and taking down all their queries, which never mattered to them because it never got sorted out. Bottle brush settlement needed electricity, which we've marched to council and had a busload of people go there mm. and demand prepaid electricity. That was in October last year. It yeah. hit the headlines like mad. So yeah. I don't understand why people are not understanding that the yeah. DA has been working. What is your level of engagement then with the community? You're citing so much of work that you're doing there, but many are seeming to be 
still of the opinion that you've not done enough. So what is the level of engagement? How do you engage with your electorate and tell them what you've done for them? So you must also remember our municipality is run by the ANC. If it's mismanaged, that is not the DA's problem. We're still doing our work. Yeah. And what about the way the DA manages its own party structures? The, the question that came through from the audience was that while the DA is always holding the ANC into account, how are you doing that within your own party structures? Sir, there's leadership that needs to be addressed on that, not me. I'm just the candidate right now. I think that's... I wonder your thoughts on how that is coming through, Professor, when you have a candidate says, I'm just the candidate, that must be addressed with somebody else. Your thoughts, Professor, on that. Thank you. Can I? Thank you very much. Uh, can, can we ask the ANC candidate to, to comment on this? Your party is the dominant party in Itikweni. Ultimately, you are responsible for this ward. The DA councillor is the councillor in charge, but you must take some responsibility for the failure to deliver as well. Is that not correct? Thank you for that, uh, Professor Kati. I, I think we must also realize that maybe our councillors that we have elected have been ineffective. Maybe they've not been strong enough to push certain issues. As my colleague has said, she's not in leadership. She, um, the, the DA is continuously objecting to our budget. And I think that if we have a strong councillor, we can push our budget. It's all about engagement. It's all about interacting and listening to our people. When you talk about the issue of, of, of blocking the budgets and having that overall say, when you look at the, the, the representation within the KwaZulu-Natal legislature, of course you have a majority there. So surely in terms of consolidating those with, that represent the ANC within the provincial legislature, making them aware that this is the situation on the ground, it needs dire address, surely you as a councillor or those representing that area should have the foresight to escalate that and get their team together and say vote on this and pass the budget. It's seems as if that's been too slow. Yes, Taresh. Uh, Taresh, so I, I think we need councillors who can push those issues. We need councillors who can escalate those issues. And our councillors have not been doing that. And if we could just move that then over to the minority front and on that note with you talking about getting the work done here, you just have one seat in the KwaZulu-Natal legislature at the moment and I wonder what kind of push you could bring into that because here we have a tussle here about the debates and passing it and our party stopping it and our party not raising it uh, you know, swiftly enough. With your one seat, what difference are you likely to make then? We have one seat in the KwaZulu-Natal legislature and one seat into, uh, in council. Um, we, the one thing that we do to make sure that we get service delivery is we support the budget while other political parties are walking out while other political parties are walking out while other political parties are boycotting and grandstanding for the media while other political parties like the Democratic Alliance is standing in front of the cameras and posing for publicity we are making sure that the people on the ground know exactly what is happening in council and we don't just stand by and look and 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 just people into the council to create havoc. We stand there and we make sure that we get our message across to the council and that we get the work done. Mm. But I think a question then to you on that point, Jonathan, you mentioned that you are the PR councillor, you represent Monford, and I know you do a lot of work in that regard in the north of, of Durban. Now, how are you going to juggle all of this? Because this, it seems as this community needs a designated person solely focused on them. It seems as if you're focusing on a lot of, lot of other areas as well. And that's simply because I'm a PR councillor. I'm not a ward councillor, and because I'm deployed to, ward, uh, to, to, to uh, the Monford area, I get to work there. Well, they need but a when, ward councillor who's when, there all the time. When I'm elected as a ward councillor, I'll be there. If as a PR councillor I've managed to put all my efforts into a ward that I don't live in, then you can imagine what I will do. Where were all the DA councillors when Sadia had died? Where were all the other councillors when... Not only, were the, not only were the councillors were not there, their provincial members were not there, their parliamentary members were not there, so they mustn't come here and bluff the community. This community is tired of their lies. This community is tired of being bluffed. This community wants action, and the only people that will be able to do it is the minority front, and that is the raw truth. Right. Let's go to you, Zain, on that. And it was a question that came through there from uh, Mr. Logi Naidu, I think it was, and the issue of track record. So what is the track record here? As we see before 
course our DA candidate has not uh, represented at a ward level before. Previn is a young candidate with, you know, done a lot of youth work, not necessarily serving the majority of the constituency of the area. We've, we've dissected the minority front and yourself as well. IFP has not won a ward in these particular areas before. One has to question then the track record. From my side, the IFP was not voted in in Chatsworth in Ward 71 or Chatsworth as a whole because the uh, the DA feels that they own the Indian votes. That is a fact. It's been out there. It's been stated. Hence, most of the Indians in the community have not voted for the IFP. <clears throat> Thank you for that. Now, moving forward, all that said, in terms of the IFP, there was a challenge thrown out at us from the community as the CPF and the MCDF, okay? We were told that this was a two-horse race, and I came back and I said, thank you very much, we take up the challenge, and where we're going with this is nowhere because both these horses are dead horses and I'm going to bring yeah. in the winning horse. Yeah, Zane, I, want, I, I, I recall a, a conversation that we've ran here at the SABC News speaking with the IFP and one of the reasons why to set up a candidacy there for Ward 71 and this was said on record was that the IFP itself has not really made inroads into uh, former Indian origin communities and the IFP wants to do that. I wonder if this is just about demographics because it's not only about representing a community that represents a racial demographic Graphic, they've got burning issues to sort out right now. It's not about the race. This is not about the race. That's absolutely correct. And one of the reasons that IFP has not chosen us as a community, all right? We've chosen IFP. And for a very simple reason, we've done our research. We've gone back and forth with this. We looked at who's given us service over a period of time. And we come back and we look at IFP. From 94... From 94 to 2004, we looked at what the IFP had done, and we were pleased with what they have done. Yeah. They've done a great job, irrespective of what anybody says. Between 1994 and 2004, the IFP had done a great yeah. job. Yeah. Uh, the leadership was perfect. There was no corruption we'll in there. the IFP. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We'll we're happy there. with that. Professor, track record coming through here. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to ask uh, Mr. Anupin, are you still relevant as a political party? Uh, let, let me just say, I, I don't want to be mean to you, but you, you polled 3% in the last election, and local government is where you really are, because at nationally you were at minuscule percentages previously, but right now you have, you're a 3% political party in this particular ward. What can you do? How can you move from 3% to 51%? Thank you for the question. I think there are a variety of things that you must take into account when you look at that. At the time when this election, the last election took place, the Minority Front had faced uh, a huge battle and there was a significant instability. But the word on the ground right now, the, with the amount of work that we have been doing in our communities, the very fact, the very fact that the constituencies saw it fit to give us one seat means that we are re relevant. And the fact that we are working with the one seat in the Etiquini municipality and the one seat in the province means that people are understand that the work that we are doing is not just something that we come out and do uh, once in five years. Unlike other political parties, we don't sleep under a rock for four and a half years and come just before an election. We work every day. And I believe that the people on the ground are getting that message with the amount of people that come into our offices, the number of invitations we get in, uh, to, to civil society organizations, the number of people that uh, uh, address us on a daily basis, uh, that indication on the ground is that yeah. we are relevant. Yeah, But I think you've you, you got to wonder, is that translating into votes? And I think that's something that we we can unpack as we continue but to the audience because I know there's many more issues here on the floor let's go to our next audience member thank you mm -hmm. um, your name sir this question is actually posed so to the DA during our struggle we became activists and we came out of our houses because of crime in the area and we became activists to bring down crime but when we came out and we started to speak to our communities and we joined the, uh, the local civic organizations, we found that the DA candidate thought of the, of the community were ignorant. She stated that when we tried to contact her, she said, all the people who 
who are in Ward 71 are ignorant. And Fatima Ismail worked closely as a ward councillor, as a ward committee member for Sharon Hussein, who was a previous councillor. So, Fatima Hussein, uh, Ismail, sorry, stated that she doesn't know what is happening in the ward when she was a committee uh, worked with uh, Sharon Hussein. Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Now, my question point, is to her: is that she has stated in a manifest that she lives in the ward, which is a lie. She states that she, she worked with the civic organizations, which is a lie. So they are starting with lies and they are telling us yeah. that they're going to lead we'll our leave people. leave it there with you. Thanks very much for that. On to next audience member. Hold the mic. Yeah, on to next audience member. Yes, go ahead. My name is uh, Bradley. I've got a question to the ANC. The residents of Ward 71, mainly living in the flats, have been renting for the past 40 years. Why only during election time they are promised title deeds? I'm glad, I'm glad, that, the, I'm glad that the MEC for housing is present today because after elections he puts on vanishing cream and Mr. Kati is absolutely correct. The MF shouldn't even be on the stage. Next audience member now. Uh, thank you very much. So your name? Yeah. I'm Patrick Pillay, the leader of the DLC. I must express categorically I'm very disappointed my strong candidate couldn't be on the panel. <laughs> however, however, we will we are faring very well in the in the by-election 3rd of October. Nelson yeah. Pillay. Your, your, uh, your my, point. My question is to the DA and the other parties as well. Firstly, the DA. All the grandstanding you do in the media, I'm sick, we are sick and tired of it as the community members. <laughs> The DA have not consulted with the community when they formed the coalition with the EFF in 2016. In April this year, the DA moved a notice of motion supporting affirmative action in the Etiquity municipality. The DA need to respond to that now. Mm. To the uh, Patrick, we'll leave it there. Just one question per, per, per member. Let's go to the next audience member. Yes, go ahead, please. Uh, my, my question is Your name, to... Sir. My name is Rafiq Shah. Mm -hmm. My question is to the ANC... Uh, candidate Mr. Preven. Um, the demographics of Ward 71, uh, you must have that in mind, has a large uh, informal settlement uh, with approximately maybe like 11,000 people living there. Uh, and therefore it's important that the agenda of social cohesion be high up there to create uh, uh, a, 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 you know, cohesion between the communities. There's been a lot of tension. Now, during the Heritage Day debate, the Premier said something which actually shatters that agenda. He said the following when asked uh, to protect the heritage of the province's subsistence fishermen and to review laws and regulations uh, that seek redress. Uh, his response implied, and I paraphrase, that Indians were not part of, of South Africa. He went further saying, yes, he said that, it's recorded. He said... He said, excuse me, let me ask the question. Yes, I was there. Please, please continue with the I question. I was there. It's recorded. He said, Indian people, these are his words, Indian people cannot lay any claim to land as they were brought to South Africa from somewhere else. So we Indians, in his words, are outsiders. Now, we suffered Group Areas Act and its consequences. We contributed Mr. to the Shah, struggle. I'm ask you now, to make your as point. a brave leader, as a leader, as a leader, as a candidate uh, 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 councillor, do you have the courage to ask or call upon the Premier to apologise? Thanks so much. Let's go to our next audience member before we go to get a response there. Next audience member. Let's go to the next, let's go to the next audience member. Hi, I'm Bella Lee and I represent the youth, the youth of tomorrow and the youth that we have lost, such as Sadia. And I want to know that past parties have done nothing to support the youth. So my question is to the ANC, Prevent. I want to know what can you do for me as a youth? Your slogan says, new generation, new hope. What can you do for the youth? Thanks very much. I think we're going to get some sort of response coming through forward there now. And I want to start off with the issue of... You want to go there too? Okay, let's go to, I think we've got Ms. Uh, MEC Human, for Human Settlements, Ravi Pillay on, on. Thank you. I think uh, one of the things we're trying to bring back to our politics is integrity and honesty. It's simply not true that the Premier said what these alleged have said. The Premier was very strong 
about the history of African and Indian people working together in the same speech and I challenge you to get a transcript of the speech and play it. He spoke about how the Natal Indian Congress and the African National Congress activists worked together for years and he concluded with a strong call for social cohesion. In fact, he and Bishop Reuben Philip are chairing and leading the social cohesion. It's actions like this by the DA through dishonest acts that draw, show division and distrust between African and Indian right. people. And they've Thank always you. done that. MEC, so I, 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 I think if I could leave it there, MEC, because I, I think the point, MEC, is we, are, we need to talk about issues affecting Ward 71. Can I do that? Can, I do that? can we move on to, uh, to the local issues, please? We need to uh, move on I don't to want us to be sidetracked. Yeah. Okay, allow, allow me to do that then. Thank you. Thank you. With regard, Thank to, you with regard to electricity... Thank you. With regard to electricity in the informal settlement, it was Palaka M. Shlongo and Shane Maharaj who were the activists who brought that to happen. With regard to the flats upgrades, it's a human settlement department led by me that's making yeah. it happen. Yeah. So too with the title deeds. So it's not true. Yeah. Now with we Shane, leave it there. We leave it there with you, my MEC. question for my we question. Ha we have to move on, MEC. We've had enough of time there on that particular point. We need to move on. And let's, and, and let's go through it. Professor, yeah. you know, you're just... Your Thank you very much. Thank you. Professor, your thoughts on where this, the, the, this narrative is going through with regard to the questioning, is it relevant to what we're here to discuss? Well, I think, I think it's relevant at a number of levels. If people are uncomfortable about race-based comments that... Sorry, can I just... Thank you. Thank you very much, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please be seated, sir. Please be seated, sir. Please be okay, seated. If, we could, if, if, if we could just have, have a little Thank bit you. more calm on the floor. I think, I, think if, I think if people are unhappy about race-based comments being made, we need to look at it. it. It's a relevant issue. However, I think in respect to the DA as well, they need to explain to us, if this is the issue, how they are in coalition with the Economic Freedom Front who has made racist comments about Indian leaders as well. So I think, I think it, it works both ways. I'd rather us focus on the domestic local issues for the rest of the debate. So let's move on yeah. to the issues let's, about let's, housing. Let, let's move on to the issue of housing because I think uh, one of the issues and as raised there about social cohesion was bringing the community of, you know, Ward 71, which does not belong to one homogenous group, bringing them together and creating a, a, a particular, you know, conducive environment for them. And the issue why that can't happen right now is housing. So if you could talk to me about how the DA plans to do that. Basically, there is a no open housing list. You are aware that the ANC municipality has got no open housing list and the DA has done a petition to have an open housing list. Regarding Wattle Rush Settlement, the DA has been working the DA has been working quite a lot in trying to relocate some of Wattle Brush Settlement people so that they have decent homes and decent lives. Previn, your thoughts on that, on the entire issue of land and in terms of taking it through to the people, it seems as if there seems to be disunity in Ward 71. And then one wonders what the rollout is of housing because the issue of informal settlements has come up and it seems as if, you know, that community has been neglected so therefore they're moving on to other communities who already have land. And that seems to be a major contentious issue. I wonder how you, as a, you know, candidate for the area, plans to raise that. Thank you, Taresh. Taresh, um, our, our ward is, has a very unique makeup. We made up of both formal houses and informal houses. I want to engage with both, both of these groupings. Um, I think I have strong support from the MECUs here, and we can look at ways in which we can uh, provide formal housing for, these, for the people from the Bottle Brush Settlement. With regards to the Title Deed Program, that is a program of the ANC government. That's also a program of MEC Ravi Pillay. And it's been, it has been through lies and manipulation from other political parties that the process hasn't been going forward. People have been afraid. There's been rumors going on. I did call the MEC. We did go to the people. We addressed these concerns to them. The project is on track. The project is going forward. But we have people calling here on this very platform talking about their lack of housing and the fact that it's not addressed enough. So I want to know from you the clout in terms of you taking this forward now. Because while we may have senior leaders in here talking about the issue, you in terms of knowing the navigation map to get that issue onto the top of the agenda, do you have that route planned? Yes, Taresh. Taresh, there is, I understand that there's land hunger amongst our people. 
I think that there's only 20% of our people in this country that own land. So people want land, people want housing. We need to develop a new system. Maybe previous systems weren't working. Maybe we need something innovative. Maybe we need new energy, new hope. Thank you very much. On that point, uh, Previn, we had a question there from the youth talking about, you know, the, 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 taking that forward and, and, and creating that new energy. But I spoke to some youth members there in the ward and they don't even know that you're running for candidacy. Well, that is understandable. You know, I've been active in this community and I would say probably more active than anyone else here on stage. However, uh, however, I do understand that people may not know me and I want a chance to prove myself and I will prove myself to the people. Let's talk, let's Thank move you, on. Trish. Thanks very much for that. Zain, let's move on to you and talk about the, the efficacy of candidates in the area being present. I have done various conversations with the community and they've been in studio as well talking about um, a lack of accountability and we've done several work with regard to absent councillors and I think that's a major issue in, the, in Ward 71 right now, a lack of accountability from a councillor. Talk to me about your mechanisms to create that because ultimately there's a lot of work to be done and the people want to see the councillor doing it. You're absolutely correct. Um, people want to see that and me as a candidate, I want to make sure it happens. We need to make sure that, like you said, uh, housing is a major issue and we have a whole lot of uncapped municipal land which we try and protect day and night from land invasion. So I'm saying why not speak to MEC who's right here, find out what's the way forward in obtaining that ground, putting up complexes, fencing it off, giving it to people. Create homes, not just give houses. You want to give property to people, give it to them with dignity. Don't take them and stick them in a hole yeah. and call them squatters. Yeah, yeah. well, I think that the issue is you're not really providing them a plan as, as systemically to do it in terms of numbers, in terms of allocating paperwork, title deeds, taking the argument forward at a parliamentary level. And I think that's what they want. They want a mechanism right now. And I wonder if that's coming through from your, from your campaign. Well, from my side, we are going to look at it. We have an excellent team that works with me and we speak to relevant people in, in higher authority, so we will address it. So we are about to wrap up our conversation, just 10 minutes left. As we know, it's never enough time here, but I want to still give you, the audience member, a chance to raise just two more issues, one from either side, and we begin with you, sir. Your name, please, very quickly. Thank you. Anup Rampasad, mm -hmm. Prof. My question is to the ANC. Tell me, uh, police officers are busy looking after councillors. When are they going to be deployed to look after the community at large? Thank you very much. Next question very quickly, please. Next question very quickly. Yes, if we could just go ahead with that. Yes, ma'am, go ahead. Uh, good day to you all. Uh, my name is Jane Naidu and I'm from the IFP. My question would be to all of the panelists, having been in the area of Chatsworth and especially uh, the flats in, in Shellcross, the conditions in which those people are living, uh, no upgrades, leaking roofs, broken doors, the conditions are deplorable. My question to the DA is, what have you been doing to these people that have been lost so long? One, yeah, are you right. how do you bring... Right, I think we leave it there. We get your point loud and clear. Very quickly now to the audience before we wrap that up. And I'm going to talk about the issue of uh, this question directed to the ANC. Previn, there was an issue raised by um, somebody on the community that said, well, it seems like now only people are deploying the resources. Resources are there. Is it given to the problem areas? Is there a needs analysis as to which areas need uh, effort? And I wonder if that has been something that the ANC has done previously in that ward. Well, Paresh, from walking around the community and interacting with people, they've, they've brought to my attention the needs. We've been able to address that we needs in the last few weeks that we haven't had an, a counsellor. Um, with regards to the issue of policing, I, I know there's, there's no proof that um, police ministers are being protected by the SAPS. I think the issue is the, the issue of resources and allowing it to go through. 
when there is an event in in the area in the ward elsewhere you see a great plethora of resources and they are pulled out but these people are saying when their stones being hurled from they don't know where when there are people trying to break into their windows why is there no police presence i think that's the point previn well i think there is police police presence Taresh, but their police presence can be improved i think that the um, minister becky keller has been proactive He's deployed extra policing into our area. They have been going around on, on their horses. They have been engaging with our people. Yeah, I think a final point then before we go into our wrap up and we go to Professor, just a quick one then for you, uh, Fatima, talking there about grandstanding and showing up only at this time. Flats uh, have, have re leaking roofs and uh, poor upkeep throughout the time, but it's just that in this two weeks now, as the campaign intensifies, that the DA seems to be out there raising the issue. That's the criticism against you. Okay. That's where you're wrong, because we've been... But they're saying it. Because I've been meeting with Ronnie and Bob from the steering committee, and we've had serious meetings where the residents were coerced into signing their ownership, otherwise they weren't allowed to take it. And we had an agreement, or the deeds agreement was saying that foot stood, and residents did not want to sign that agreement until renovations were done. So basically, we were, the residents had approached us, and we were doing a petition for them not to sign that over-ownership, because you couldn't have a flat that's not renovated. In the recent two, month, uh, two weeks, the ANC has been around, yes, and all of a sudden they have changed or made an amendment to the deed agreement. So all of a sudden there is changes in the flats. Professor, your thoughts on, on the work taking place now only as we begin to wrap up our debate? I think if you're practical, that's what politicians do all over the world. So if it gets done, it gets done, and I'm happy that it's got done. That's why elections are so important. Uh, and the fact that the ANC are doing it now, it's all well and good. People get the benefit of it. And I, I would say that people have to determine the major function of local government is to provide basic services in a sustainable fashion. Which of these people would be able to deliver on that mandate? That's the question that needs to be answered. And the fact that they're young, the fact that they're young is irrelevant to that issue. The Professor, has it been tangible? Pardon me? Has it been tangible in terms of the guideline or has it been general? I think what we have, and it's clear, that there has been a failure of delivery to this community. And uh, it, it perhaps is looking at who failed is one of the issues, but I think more importantly, we need to ask the question, which of these four people are most likely to deliver and better deliver yeah. on those issues. I think the issue then becomes future. We, are, we have spent a great deal of time talking about what went wrong, how about what goes right, and you get a chance to rectify that on Wednesday. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, our panel members get their last chance to clarify any unfinished business. This is a special by-election hosted by Newsbreak Talk. This week, the Eastern Bridal Fair presents fresh looks for the summer season. Chef Vani presents delicious dishes for an Indian wedding. Photographer Jay Pillay paints with lens and light. A movie celebrates what it means to be made in India. And Shamara Mudli comes out with thrifty hacks for nuptials. Share in the Indian experience at Mela on Sunday at 2pm on SABC3. The stage is yours. Whether you like it or not, the truth has a way of coming out. And never have I ever made out with a stranger. <laughs> never have I ever had to do the walk of shame. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're older, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag WTF to me, Mondays and Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Only on SABC3. News break. Lotus FM. Powered by SABC News. 30 seconds now for each party member. Fatima Ismail from the DA, your 30 seconds start now. All over South Africa, billions of people are getting behind the DA to bring a real change to South Africa. They have had enough crime, corruption and failing service delivery. Every day in every corner of SA, the DA is fighting for you. But we cannot do this without you. That is why we are asking every voter in Ward 71, get behind the DA on the 3rd of October and help us to build a better future for you and your family. Remember, the municipality is run by an ANC government. That's why you have poor service delivery. Thanks so much. Let's go to our next audience member, Previn Vedan from the ANC. Your 30 seconds start now. I have a track record of delivery. I have credentials that make me an ideal candidate. I have a powerful team with me. I want to work with you. I want to address our issues. I am the only candidate that can bring about unity, and I represent renewal. 
I want to improve my community and I will fight hard for your needs and provide you with service delivery. Let's go to our next audience member, Jonathan Annepin, Minority Front. Your 30 seconds start now. When elected as Ward Council of Ward 71, we will ensure that we have a fully operational office. We will ensure that we reach the people, we, enjoy, we have public meetings. We will ensure that we deal with complaints. Uh, when, when elected as the Ward 71 uh, uh, councillor, I will make sure that the public know that there is hope and they can change. Finally, before Bradley Singh t tells us who should be on the stage, he must give the thousands of people he promised geezers to right, in 2013. We will leave it there. Thanks so much. Let's go to final comment now coming through from IFP candidate Zain Suleiman. Your 30 seconds. Uh, all I have to say uh, as a community activist and a resident of uh, Merton, all I want to ask the people out there and everybody that's listening, we've heard it all, but all I want to know is the party that you have voted for, what have they done for you? in the time since you voted for them. Thank you very much. We will leave it there. Let's wrap up this conversation. And I think I've, uh, just that final point, Professor Karthi Govinder, you know, a stronghold of the minority front, that ward then went to the ANC and then it was gone to the DA. Lot riding on that vote. Yes, and I, and I think it's interesting that this ward's changed hands so many times and it indicates that people, uh, if they're dissatisfied with the incumbent, they vote them out. And that's what democracy is about. So I think now, and and one has to realize that people were quite tough on the candidates, yeah, rightly so. Uh, some of the points that were made to them were about issues that were outside their control and will be outside their control when they're mm. councillors. However, this is important because we are holding people accountable for their failure to perform. And this community needs to decide now which of these candidates are, are most suitable to realize the vision of local government. And I'd like to make one final point that yeah. what we've seen over the last period is a failure of local government at so many different levels. And we need to renew that by getting people of capacity as councillors on local government. So please ask yourself when you go and exercise this important right to vote, which councillor will be the most capacitated to represent you at local government? On that note, then, I think that's how we will have to wrap up this by-election debate for Ward 71. Try to canvas as much views as we possibly can to give you the opportunity to talk about what's going wrong and then ultimately how to make it right. You go to the polls on Wednesday. Newsbreak will be on the sidelines reporting on this and bringing the content through to you. And yes, keeping that accountability mechanism present to hold whoever is elected from here accountable. The broadcast came your way courtesy of the team. Executive producer Salma Patel, who led the entire team in this. From me, Tare have an awesome day. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.